Hi guys, my name is Lavanya and welcome back to the Full Time Show, Sportstar's Indian Super League special podcast where we review the biggest games of the season. And what could be bigger than knockout weekend where by the end of Sunday night we're going to find out who our two finalists are for this edition of the Indian Super League. Chennai FC will be travelling to FC Goa this Saturday to play the second leg of its semi-final and that's a game that we've already spoken about on the full time show so if you'd like to listen into that episode I'll make it available in the description below so make sure you click on the link and follow that episode if that's something you want to check out as for the game I have on hand now it's Bengaluru FC travelling to Kolkata to play the second leg of the semi-final against ATK this is a big game for both sides Bengaluru enters the second leg with a 1-0 advantage considering that Sean Brown scored the only goal of the first leg of the semi-final in Bengaluru. ATK which is known for its aggressive style of football was not able to bring that up uh, to the big stage when these two teams clashed in Bengaluru. Antonio Habas's boys are going to go into the second leg a little uh, worried and disappointed about not getting that away goal advantage going into the second leg. The aggregate is stacked up 1-0 in Bengaluru's advantage. but it's not at all ask for a team like atk which can manage to get back in the game almost immediately we know the kind of firepower this team has with david williams and roy krishna and it'll be an interesting and a slightly nail biting affair to see if atk manages to put up the show that we all think they're capable of putting up now before we start obsessing about what this team needs to do in this final leg the second leg um right after the first leg was done i sat down with sohit who blogged the first leg to discuss what went wrong for atk what they did right in fact and uh, the same sort of assessments for bengaluru fc to sort of understand why the first leg went the way it did so from that we can look at where these two teams stand as they take each other on one last time um in this edition of the isl and from here we'll know who actually stands a good chance to make it into the playoffs so let's listen in to a little bit of that analysis before we wind up towards the second leg now we're in the second semi final and bengaluru fc took on atk at the shrikantheerawa stadium in front of a 20000 strong crowd and the crowd's gone back happy isn't it sohit yeah so So Bengaluru were almost back to their best. They kept a clean sheet. They didn't concede the uh, away goal that ATK would have been looking for, and uh, it was a perfect result for Bengaluru FC. But was this the semi-final you expected it to be? So it, in terms of the final semi-final, we we were a bit surprised. ATK's approach was a little low-key. I mean, uh, they didn't uh, show as much endeavor as we would have liked to see because. they have scored the second most league goals in the season and it felt like uh, they played within themselves they weren't really pushing for that equalizer even after uh, nishu kumar had been uh, dismissed uh, in the i think 84th minute so i think in that way it was a little surprising that antonio abbas didn't uh, get his team to sort of go for that away goal they didn't uh, endeavor enough but having said that i think bfc were well organized throughout the 90 minutes even after nishu kumar had been sent off they sort of uh, got into a good defensive structure and uh, atk weren't allowed many i mean attacking options yeah. that they could have scored from yeah. if you if you look at the statistics uh, gurpreet had only one save to make over the course of 90 minutes and it shows you that uh, there weren't many chances from inside the box or even outside correct fair enough so as far as chennai versus goa is concerned or bengaluru versus atk is concerned 
all the teams that we have sort of touted to be these high goal scoring very aggressive sort of teams have played very passive so in case of goa also yesterday we saw that at least yes they were trying but then they couldn't again they couldn't manage their way back into the net even with atk like you said gurpreet had just one save to make so there wasn't there wasn't much happening at the other end at all mm. so if you look at bengaluru's goal itself take us through that so it honestly it had some some of us are calling it a howler some of us are calling it poor goalkeeping what would you make of that goal no it came from a sustained period of pressure i mean uh, you could say arindam batacharya was at fault of course but in the build up to that goal uh, bengaluru had sort of uh, piled the pressure on atk's backline and that resulted in uh, you know wonan getting that uh, shot away and arindam batacharya failing to hold on to what should have been a regulation save so it came as a result of sustained period of pressure where uh, gurpreet played that long ball to sunil chetri and he picked out eric parthalu crossed it for uh, wonan and uh, then it the move finished with deshan brown uh, scoring that uh, goal so it came after a period when uh, bengaluru had sort of took control of the game and atk had uh, eased off i mean they had that uh, offside goal ruled out we don't know if it was offside or handball but uh, after that goal was ruled out i think they become a little more passive that's true and bengaluru cashed in on that so i mean as much as we can say arinda batacharya made an error uh, bengaluru should be you know sort of credited for putting that pressure on and I mean, inducing the error. Correct, fair enough. And uh, re- as you said, I think one of those one of the talking points for us from that first half was that goal that was disallowed. Initially, all of us thought that was offside, but then later on we see the ball sort of deflecting off mm. David Williams' hand. So the live broadcast said uh, that they had been told. I mean, mm-hmm. the commentator said that they had been told that it was the handball in the build-up to the goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon as the ball hit the net, David Williams struck the ball and you know found the back of the net. the linesman put the flag up right. and uh, at that point it felt like he had been flagged for offside so i mean that i think was the biggest moment of the first half mm-hmm. and it was important in the context of the tie because if atk had scored they would have got an away goal and uh, going back home if they are, if they had got a goalless draw as well i mean even if uh, bengaluru had scored mm-hmm. a 1-1 would have uh, suited uh, atk perfectly correct fair enough So in terms of Bengaluru's performance today what do you think I mean yes we're talking about their defense we're talking about how good that backline was but what would you say worked for them what do you think they should work on going into that second leg because ATK is not going to play it on the back foot in Kolkata So one of our talking points is uh, ATK looked flat I mean uh, as we said we they scored 33 goals and they got a Rai Krishna who scored 14 goals this season they got david williams who's a good support striker i mean he had a moment in the first half when he crossed for uh, rai krishna and uh, it was a 50 50 chance that uh, rai krishna sorry i mean it eluded uh, the cross eluded rai krishna so they have quality attacking players but uh, as i said it felt like they didn't uh, want i mean push for that equalizer enough it felt like they played with uh, feeling that even a 1 nil is a good enough result for them i weren't think weren't ambitious enough they weren't ambitious enough you could say so i think that was what the difference in the end because even after nishu kumar sent off they had a couple of free kicks uh, free kick opportunities and they crashed that into the wall and uh, it felt like they weren't completely committed to getting that equalizer after uh, bengaluru scored in the first half i mean they had they scored in the 30th minute Now after that for about an hour uh, I, d- i didn't think uh, atk showed enough endeavor 
So uh, Bengaluru's goal also was sort of 50% some sort of a sort of a mess up in, in ATK's backline yeah. and the fact that uh, Brown was persistent enough to see the goal through. Yeah. But what's happening with Bengaluru strikers? Should they going into a second leg? Should they probably focus a little more on? So today they played with a formation where uh, the broadcast showed it to be Chetri playing alongside Deshaun Brown. But actually, what happened was uh, Chetri played as a wide forward. So they played with a lone centre forward, and uh, it sort of worked for them because uh, the, a lot of the attacks were constructed from the left with Chetri playing a central role. So, I mean, in that way, probably it was a game plan that worked to perfection from Carlos Quadrat because, uh, I mean, if the, if they had two strikers, maybe you would have seen uh, ATK's uh, forwards uh, getting more room in the wide areas. Okay. So, I think that was probably a game plan that worked to perfection, but uh, I don't think they would be worried by scoring just the one goal. I mean, they had other opportunities. Dimas Delgado got a couple of chances and even uh, Freiter who came on for Deshaun Brown had a couple of chances. So, I don't think they would be worried by scoring the only goal, but uh, today I think they had a game plan that uh, they wanted to get back to, you know, sort of shutting out the opposition because they had conceded two or more goals in the last four matches. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably that was their greater focus. Coming off that AFC Cup. To keep exit. out their opposition was probably their greater focus. Correct, fair enough. Since you mentioned Chetri, there were portions of the game where he looked visibly uncomfortable. Like he was holding his foot. There were times when he was just holding that thigh and walking around. Mm. Are they rushing him in? I mean, yes, he has to play, he has to be there because a lot of the striking sort of centred around him. But then, are you concerned about yeah, I mean, Chetri's uh, fitness? You say, I mean, that's a surprise as well for a player coming from injury, played the full 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a surprise, but uh, maybe they they are. I mean, they've got uh, six days to go for before they play the okay. second leg. So probably they have uh, taken that into account and played him 90 minutes. But uh, uh, I mean, he, he he played a sort of uh, he was involved in the build-up to that uh, Deshan Brown goal. But uh, as you say, he was pretty he had a pretty peripheral role uh, apart from that. But uh, I mean. Maybe next match they'll probably play with a different system and he'll probably switch to the central role. Correct, fair enough. So you were talking about lineups as well, Sohit, and I think one thing that was interesting for me is to see Roy Krishna, David Williams, and Edu Garcia start all at once right at the start. I didn't understand that primarily because I think Garcia functions better in the second half. Like he enjoys coming there, he enjoys scoring after that 80th mm-hmm. minute. All his, I think, four or three or four of his goals have come off that 75th minute mm-hmm. mark. So, do you think maybe Habas got it wrong there? He sh- Did it help to send Garcia out right at the start or should he have waited it out? So, during the broadcast, one of the stats that uh, came on the screen was uh, they had scored some uh, a big percentage of the goals after the 75th minute. 30. Uh, 80k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that explains your point as well. So, uh, maybe they could have used Edu Garcia better in terms of him as a substitute or... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, given him a more a better license forward in the second half, but uh, I think uh, ATK sort of their overall game was restricted today. I, I mean, it felt like I mean they played their part in ap- that happening, but also Bengaluru were uh, very well organized. True, fair enough. All right, so we have a 1-0 scoreline in favor of Bengaluru now. So now going ahead. I know we didn't have a conversation about Chennai and Goa. So, how did you find that match considering these are our playoffs? Yeah, so these two teams have the two best defensive records in the league. So, maybe, I mean, it was not uh, 
completely surprising that both teams i mean atk and bengaluru sort of uh, played within themselves mm-hmm. yesterday it was more open because uh, Chen- once chennai got that goal goa probably showed a bit more uh, eagerness mm-hmm. to you know go for that equalizer or uh, sort of re- reduce the deficit and in doing that they became vulnerable at the back right. today that didn't happen so maybe i mean atk if they get a favorable result in the second leg it might i mean it would be wise for them to i mean in, in hindsight it might prove to be a wise decision to not sort of go after bengaluru and leave uh, gaps at the back that might have been you know taken advantage of so we'll see next weekend but uh, i think in, in in from whatever we saw i think fc goa made that mistake of you know in trying to go for that equalizer and trying to cut the deficit committing too many men forward mm-hmm. but i think uh, chennai played an extraordinary game i mean you we can't uh, deny that anirudh tapas scored that uh, uh, worldy of a goal so i think uh, chennai should be deserve, i mean should deserve a lot of credit but uh, we'll know the next week whether uh, atk made the right decision to not go on the offensive against bengaluru or if they were wrong because uh, bengaluru if they i mean it feels like they they trust in their defense mm-hmm. so i mean if they continue to defend well because what happens is here uh, atk haven't scored an away goal as well so Correct. if uh, if even if uh, bengaluru go and sort of lose 2-1 they would still go through because they would have got an uh, an away goal correct correct fair enough so i mean it's uh, it could go either way so do you have a scoreline prediction for the second leg of this game I think for Bengaluru ATK I would say Bengaluru have got the you know foot in the one foot in the final because they have considered an away goal and they are usually a good uh, defensive side and probably exiting that uh, AFC cup would have gotten them uh, refocused okay. usually we think that uh, I mean they have got a they have lost a AFC cup and mm-hmm. they are probably upset but uh, this is this I think probably rallied the entire squad and sort of got them refocused because if you hear the press conference what uh, Carlos Quadrat said he said that uh, we are still uh, fighting for the title while uh, plenty of other teams are in their holidays so maybe he's got the players focused you know so i think uh, atk uh, bengaluru have got the advantage in this tie and chennai of course they got 4-1 and i i don't think uh, you know they're going to toss away that lead unless uh, goa do something exceptional but they got yuko bomu and uh, yuko bomu coming uh, coming into the side so okay. he's he's been their biggest uh, creative force so I mean, it will be interesting i mean next week i think what will happen is we they'll be the all the four teams will will have got an, an idea of what needs to be done this week, this week in the first leg they would have probably been i mean a little more uh, cautious mm-hmm. and particularly with the atk they were a little cautious correct so fair enough so according to you you see a chennai and bengaluru final is that safe it looks to like it it looks like it because uh, i mean chennai are uh, riding a wave at the moment it, it feels like they they can't put a foot wrong and own coil has got, got them uh, you know playing in a way that feels unstoppable at the moment do you predict the silverware for them or do you think i mean final could go either way because it's a one night one one i mean it's a straight shootout but uh, I think Chennai will probably make the final uh, along with uh, Bengaluru. Cool, fair enough. So thank you so much, Sohit. It yeah, was lovely talking about this game. Thank Let's you. see if your predictions come true yeah. by the time we reach the final.
all right so that's how things stand at the end of the first leg now heading into the second leg which is going to be held in kolkata we can expect atk to be a completely different beast so if bengaluru is going to walk into this leg just trying to be a defensive outfit it probably may not be enough over the last few days igor stimats the indian national coach has been giving a couple of interviews where he has been discussing his concerns over not the dearth exactly but the fact that india's striking options are almost always reliant on a certain sunil chetri and this is a problem carlos quadrat has been facing with bengaluru fc as well now dejon brown got a very very lucky goal in the first leg and atk's defense also came up to the fore to try and deny the other attempts that bengaluru had and trust me they had quite a few of those so at kolkata one can expect atk to go all out because this is an all or nothing game and antonio habas's men will want to make a final after quite a while now while bengaluru tries to go ahead with its title defense and tries to get into its second consecutive final so who is going to make it to that final is it going to be chennai considering how they have fared in their first uh, leg or is it going to be goa that's going to manage to scrape through we're going to know the result of that match a lot earlier than we're going to know the result between bengaluru and atk but do stay with us because we've got review podcasts coming for both of these games and it's going to be really interesting to sit down and talk about that final especially considering how the season is panned out after the new year so do stay with us we've got a lot of interesting analysis coming up for you log on to www.sportstar.thehindu.com to keep up with all the news surrounding these clashes and for our live coverage of these games we will be blogging both the playoffs and the final which is going to be in goa on the 14th of march and of course before the final we will be back for one last review pod of the season where we will discuss both the finalists their road to that final and what we can expect from that summit clash on the 14th at the fatoda so that's all we have from the bengaluru atk preview let's hope that the best team wins honestly i can't choose between both these sides but I mean Bengaluru has a title to defend but it'll be interesting to see if ATK can just topple that and try and make it into the final just to spice things up a little bit. But yes, do let us know what your predictions are. Who do you think is going to make it into the final? Let us know on Twitter. You can find us on @sportstarweb. For now, that's all we have time for in this episode of the Full Time Show. If you haven't subscribed to us already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you do not miss the episodes coming up. And don't worry, after the ISL, we're not going anywhere. We're going to have a lot more football to talk about, especially with India in action and a lot more international football coming up. So that will also go on on the show. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Until our next podcast where we will be discussing the two winners of the semi-finals which is our finalists for the season it's goodbye and good night from all of us here at sportstar